0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff here, another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. And I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, same guy who's been across from me every week, it's uh, the founder of the Dogfish Head Brewery, Sam Caligione. Sam, good to see you again this week. How you doing? I'm
0: I'm doing well. Um, look, I, I will say I do miss my reality TV show. I feel like I was ahead of the curve. Um, reality shows are really oh, taking yeah. off. Mine was the first of the beer reality shows. Um, okay, we lacked any real drama, any real mm. uber fakeness. Like we push our fake to like an eight. Instead of an eleven out of ten, right. um, but yeah, I, I'm not a magnetic personality. But am I more entertaining <laughs> than three out of ten brewers? Perhaps.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say at least at least twenty to thirty percent of the of the brewers in, in the world are even more boring than you are. So today we'll be continuing our four part uh, uh, expose on the discovery of the 120-minute IPA. So last week, Sam, we left off at uh, sort of stage three, um, where essentially you guys were, were in the recipe-building process and had uh, kind of been able – it was sort of similar to the way they were solving uh, how to, how to um, save Mr. Burns from 17 stab wounds in the back. You, you guys had gotten up to 15%. Uh, But you were saying, no, we're just going to have to keep throwing this away because I will not rest until we have a beer that reaches the uh, 20 percent threshold and has the pure taste of garlic and onions. Absolutely. Now, tell me, uh, what did you what did you bring to the to the scientists, you know, uh, so that so that they could sort of reach that pinnacle of of of. IPA that you've been seeking for so long.
0: Well, one of the keys for me was to move away from the base 10 system. Everybody wanted to do everything on a base 10 system. <laughs> so not only did we move to a minute structure, but we also changed our minutes. So a minute is 60 seconds, but in 60 seconds, uh-huh. you only count to six rather than 10 seconds. So a minute is actually 36 seconds. Uh-huh. And that was a key breakthrough. So our 120-minute uh, IPA uh, is is on a base, base six system. Now, in saying that, our 36-second... 1280, second, yeah, right. But our 36-second minute lasts for as long as a normal minute. But that was really a key breakthrough for us in the fact that we were able to get more onion and more garlic Per hop moving to a base yeah, system a over a base 10 system.
1: You know, not to go too far on this tangent, but is there can you come up with a reason why the onion and garlic flavor hasn't really uh, you know, you guys tried it, a Pizza Beer tried it, Devil Dancer from Founders tried it. Uh, it feels like the onion and garlic flavor has been left in the past in in um you know, for sort of this new fangled you know, sort of juicy citrus flavor, which I don't know who I don't know who's drinking that. But um, you know what? What, what do you, what do you think? You know what what happened to America's palates that that has that have failed us?
0: Well, this is, this is simple. This is simply a fact that people are eating less bar snacks. Like you want to talk about garlic and onion going with things. Like you you buy some calamari, perfect accompaniment. Garlic and onions, barbecue, garlic and onions, bar snacks mm-hmm. were the key for us. And as people have tried to get healthy and their only oh, yeah. indulgent is beer, they want to go sweet. And that's led to a whole like bullshit um, bunch of accoutrement where people will eat fruit and, and drink beers at the same time. Oh, and my they, God. it's just terrible. You get back to like duck pate. Yeah, we got to bring it back. Get back to bacon wrap things. Get wrapped back to nachos. Again, onions, garlic, nachos, they, they work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah. it's really Onion, a change. Garlic, nachos. I think the bigger change is with America's palate in general around bar food. I think we may need to bring back more skilled bar staff. And I think the coronavirus has been one of the leading causes for this. Um, even... Even before we knew about coronavirus, we were seeing a decrease in this. But, but I think, honestly, that, that corona definitely played into this and sort of escalated sure. the, um, the unappeal of, of garlic and onion. And, hey, look, as far as drinks go, onion and garlic, not particularly offensive. You want to talk about offensive? Let's talk wine. Let's talk about Sauvignon Blanc. Let's talk about cat pee. Oh, no, Sure. Like, we talk about cat pee yeah, and I, hops with Nelson Savon. I would, like love to, I would love to do nothing
1: more than talk about cat pee. All I can think about it, All I think about is cat pee. Um, all right. We're just kidding, guys. We're not doing the NPR beer podcast like every podcast that, these, that people listen to. And probably has 50 or 500 times more listeners than we do. Um, but this is what they do, guys. They sit here and they do this stuff. All, so, you know, April Fool's joke's on us, though. Uh, you're the, you know... I don't know how the joke is on us. I guess we're the ones doing this and you're the, you're the, uh, you know, between 50 and 50,000 listeners that we have. So that's what we're just, we're going to live with. So we're just kidding. We're not going to make you listen to 90 minutes of, uh, 120 minute IPA talk as much as I don't really like that beer. And I did see a post recently that said it only took 15 years for this to taste like a barley wine of somebody (laughs) who drank one recently, but, um, uh no it's just me and tony again for god's sake could you tell it was a good good representation of sam accent though i think he <laughs> sounds just about like that
0: I think <laughs> that's about the only accent i can do so i'm glad i nailed that i had to do oh, yeah, some okay. uh, voiceover work during the week uh, for our for our good ho- friend oh, who perfect, starts yeah. starts every podcast with with his warm tones and um so oh, he sure. asked me to do something in my thickest Australian accent, and this is my thickest Australian accent. I can't do Steve Irwin, that or Kate Blanchett. They're the two extremes of the Australian accent, sure. and I can't do either of them. I can do middle Australian, and that's all I can do. Don't ask me to do As Irish, TV. Scottish, Chicago.
1: Yeah, I can. I can pull off Chicago, but the. Um... The strangest accent I've heard lately was um, was Isla Fisher talking on Arrested Development, <laughs> just like this halfway Australian American with a little New Zealand bite in it, and I was like, "What is going on with her? Is she okay?" Uh, just really, really off off base. This odd, odd accent to, to listen to. I don't know what that was. But
0: yeah, she's super telling. So that. And I've heard her talk oh, recently yeah, and, and so that's probably a choice on her part. There are some Aussie accents that people lose fast, Kylie Minogue being one of them who is generally oh, more yeah. British but then when she's back in Australia it changes within three weeks. But Isla Fisher can just go back and <laughs> forth between whatever fucking accent she wants. Um, it's really interesting yeah. to watch certain okay. actors do that. The Hemsworth brothers have never picked up. An American accent outside of their acting,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So it's always interesting.
1: I'll say this. I, uh, I I spent I spent three or four days in Greenville, South Carolina, and I start picking up a little bit. So that's a uh, that's just a me problem, I guess. I'm just a, I assimilate very quickly, it's a chameleon type um, elements to me.
0: But is it more the uh, accent Tony, or some of the words? Because that's what I pick up on where I start I using do, some of the words.
1: I do like the words. I like the jargon down there a little bit. Yeah. I, I miss, I, I feel like I'm culturally appropriating if I say y'all, though. Um, I would love to, but it, if you're saying y'all in a Chicago accent, I think you maybe are <laughs> entering a, a sort of cross uh, universe uh, danger zone. I think, I don't think you're allowed to mix yeah. those things together. It's like in Australia, you um, can't you enter um, like a vortex or something.
0: Yeah. In Australia, you can't. If you're from outside of Australia, say g'day, because nobody from another country can actually say it correctly. They always overemphasize no, I always overemphasise parts of that. Can you do a g'day for us?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> good, g'day, 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 g'day.
0: There you go. That last one was pretty spot on. Before you were going too hard on the why. Great day. Great day!
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, Tony, we're, we're going to do a little April Fool's bits today. Uh, it is April Fool's Day. It was. I mean, the day recording it is, and you guys can relive the magic with us. Uh, that is April Fool's Day in the beer world. It's fucking stupid, and I'm going to bring all of the stupidity right to your right to your ear ear door, the doorstep outside of your ears little mouse doorstep like Jerry had and Tom and Jerry. Uh, we're standing out there knocking on it about to do a podcast banging on the door. <laughs> let us in, let us into your ears. We got garbage. Um, and, uh, you guys are opening, opening wide for, for our, uh, weird noises we're going to make for a while. Uh, um, Tony real quick. I do. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention our discord channel, uh, while I'm thinking about it. Uh, Gang, you should get on the Discord channel. We've got good stuff going on there uh, just every day where it's we're posting pastry beers. Uh, I had a great one this week uh, that had some you – know, actually, uh, my lovely wife found in a liquor store in California, the Modern Times Coffee Cake Double Coconut, which was coconut to the max stout. Very enjoyable. Very, very sweet, but very good. Um. And then, uh, you know, we've had some other uh, stuff coming in through the week ongoing gambling tips, uh, some NBA chatter. And the big news is our one year uh, anniversary is coming up. And uh, we're going to be doing a little hang. Uh, it'll be next. It'll be the day. It'll be just, you know, a few days after this episode comes out on the 9th, uh, Friday. And I think we're going to go for about. 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, where I am. It's 9 p.m. Eastern, where we have some listeners. God only knows what time it is where Tony is. One of those times.
0: With daylight savings, uh, who the fuck knows? Because it could be any fucking time. Because yeah, next week we go through the chains, Look it so. up. Yeah, I'll work it out. It's fine.
1: We'll be on here at uh, around then, and we're just—I don't have anything huge planned yet. Play a little, uh, maybe a little games, uh, chit chat, drink some beers. Uh, maybe crack a bottle or two uh, in in your respective home, and uh, you know, get on the Discord, ping us on Instagram, send us an email. We'll we'll get y'all set up here. Um, then, Tony, anything stick out for you on, on the uh, on the on the Discord this week? Any, uh, yeah, any good beers?
0: Well, not so much good beers, but I did catch up with a listener of of mine, and I will say mine. He's also a listener of yours. Oh, sure, yeah. Not just because of this show, but because of Table for Eight and This Ain't Iowa, Nick Talk, who is a fellow Aussie. Yeah,
1: I was who, gonna say if he's listening to this show, he's stuck unless he's cutting your voice out. <laughs>
0: um, so he, he he likes to go bushwalking and so he um actually went and, and travelled past me further east, um, to a small little hamlet called Dargo and um took himself a couple of really good beers, colonial IPA. Um one of our best core that's great. IPAs that's available. And he um, hung, hung out by the river. Um, he was planning to go on to Harrietville or Talbotville, one of those two um, ghost towns, sure. but because of the weather we've had, he decided to stick to Dargo. And, yeah, we, we chatted for a while. Sure. Um, so that, that was good to catch up with him. And, yeah, there's certainly been plenty of beer chats um, and no lack of… Oh, I
1: did like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, I like this one. I forgot about this one from our friend Corey, who is drinking a classic St. Louis beer from our friends over at the Greasy Dick Brothers, uh, and that is how you say it. Uh, I wondered you whether you were.
0: I wondered whether you were actually yeah, it's making
1: a bucket. A bucket Greasy Dicks. Um. You can have a bucket, you can have a bucket of greasy dicks. Uh, Corey was drinking the greasy dick Bavarian wheat. Did you guys like all that dead air? I just left there. We were just kind of staring at each other, trying to wait to see who wanted to talk about greasy dick. I'm doing it. Don't worry. I'll talk about greasy dick. It's a, uh, I've never actually had the Bavarian wheat, Tony, but I know you used to be able to buy a bucket of them for like nine bucks, uh, at the, uh, shitty, uh, you know, St. Louis pizza pub or something. But, uh, He said he's been waiting all day to get the greasy D in his mouth. So uh, that was gross and it was funny. I liked it. It was a very 90s joke.
0: Very 90s joke, but very suited to us. Now, if you're in a place like St. Louis where you've got a lot of choice for beer because it's kind of a craft beer hub, but you've also got to balance that against St. Louis food, is something like some greasy dick Um, what you're really hankering for to mix with sort of the atrocious food that is St. Louis um, gastronomic – I was going to say pleasures or –
1: St. Louis's food is improved. The cheese is still not my thing. You know, I'm just not a fan of the cheese. As we've covered in I think all 50 episodes of Table for Eight, I think we talked about it in every single one. Um, I do not love that stuff. Some people do. That's okay. Um, but I do like some of the other classic items. I do enjoy a toasted ravioli. Oh, I do like yep. uh, a, a hot salami sandwich from Joya's. Oh, you Campy were telling me hot salami. It's you, so good.
0: You were telling me about the hot salami. It does sound so fucking good. I'm on right now.
1: Yeah, dude. Big. Slices of it, you feel like absolute ass afterwards too. Just oh, gross, like just a real nasty piece of shit after you eat that. Yeah. Um. When oh, I didn't mention Tyler was out drinking beer too. Our friend Tyler was in Alabama drinking beer. He was living it up uh, in Alabama drinking some stout from a good place called uh, Trim Tab. Trim Tab supposed to be real good. Really want to check it out someday. From ever in Alabama. Now, um, my question so shout to you. That,
0: is why was he watching a college baseball game? Is he a big baseball head? Or I didn't know anybody that watched college yeah, baseball.
1: Exactly. Oh, there you go. No. Uh, Tyler likes himself some baseball. I'm not sure why he went to see college baseball, but I, I suppose it's because it you could you know what I mean. Um, not a lot of risk there, outdoor and you know with 15 other people in a college baseball stadium in Alabama probably relatively safe um well other than the normal alabama danger but
0: yeah that's what i was going to say the the fact that there's 15 people huge bonus the fact that 14 of those those people are from alabama that's a huge downside considering their approach to uh the rona
1: yeah i'm sure it's not good um Cool, so that's good. Yeah, get in the Discord. You guys can see funny beer pictures and uh, chill out with us. And then get on our hang next week. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Tony, uh, I was out I was out doing a little traveling this week. Me and the wife were out traveling around a little bit. Uh, hit up, uh, went out west. I got to do my very first uh, Horace pickup, where I actually went to Horace and picked up my own beer. Um, that was cool. Haven't opened any of those, the ones I just picked up yet, but I think I'm going to tomorrow. Uh, and hit up a bunch of other cool places in the Oceanside Carlsbad area, including Pizza Port, which we've talked about on here a few times. That was super. Love Pizza Port. Felt very 90s, very 90s brew pub. Excellent pizza, like pan style pizza. Very, very good. But it did feel like a trip to the past. I mean, it was. A trip to the past, but the beer was very, very good. Kelly drank a six percent oatmeal stout. I mean I felt like I was in outer space. I was like, What? You guys make this? This is crazy. Um but Pizza Port was absolutely killer. I loved it. I Tony, I think you would ab- I think you would die at Pizza Port. I think you would really have a good time at a place like that.
0: Yeah. It's it's one of my um like when I got into home brewing, it's one of those forget about the brew pub, one of the places that you first sort of lust after beer that had a big enough name where I couldn't get the beers but I, I knew of them and they had such a, a good name and to know that the, the brew pub vibe that, that surrounded their start is still going is just, um, yeah, That that's a yeah. place where I want to just, um, if I'm going to die, that's a place where I would like so to you die.
1: Can, you could post up there for a few hours, eat some double-baked wings, eat a pizza with some pickled jalapenos and pepperoni on there and uh, drink a couple of, you know, whatever their IPAs are, right? You, of course, a Swamis, but I had an outdoor escape that was their seasonal for, for right now, which was very, you know, juicy, refreshing, uh, you know, West Coast style IPA. Um, they had a, I mean, they had a nice like 6% oatmeal stout that Kelly had that was absolutely delicious. Um, it it felt like i was in outer space i loved it um uh, i would highly recommend it and very cool outside hang too good good patio zone
0: now i um i also picked up some some beer um, but i um mm-hmm. i i did a grift thing i made an impulse purchase oh, no. i
1: oh yeah we love that we love that <laughs>
0: I made a Griff size Impulse purchase. So you know I like a good Moondog beer and Moondog isn't always priced particularly high Mm. in Australia. Um, Often they're they're fairly affordable for craft beer but their limited releases can get super pricey. So I I got put onto this by my local bottle shop manager. It was a behind-the-counter item. Now this is only a supermarket, so it's not okay. like it's it's going to be a hundred dollar bottle. But it was a forty six dollar bottle of um, Black Lung X, which is a peated whiskey child's barrel.
1: Play, child's play. Child's Tony. Forty six dollars.
0: I know, and it wasn't a three thirty. Baby shit. It, it, it was a six fifty. <laughs> but I will say this is getting. Ow. This is getting super good reviews and it sounds amazing that um, they've put this out um, and, and it seems like it's going to be a beautiful beer when I get around to drinking it. Now, I do have one concern and that is the fact that the bottle top has wax on it and Griff has no, gone.
1: No. Oh, no, you're still there. No, I'm still here. I'm just... I. Um, I'm still here, Tony, don't worry. I'm still here. Uh, the, uh, the wax, Tony, I don't want you opening the wax on your own.
0: (laughs) You don't trust me to,
1: I don't want you doing
0: to come through that.
1: You know, I only open those types of beers when I have like a little mini buzz going at least. And that's a problem when you have to start playing with the wax, wax knife. You don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm anxious for you because I hate doing it, and I'm you know I wouldn't call myself the most dexterous person on earth, but I do possess the majority of all of uh of usage in both of my you know arms and hands. So there is a little bit of advantage I have, I think there, but I do suck at it.
0: You, I'm I was going to say, like. Okay, I don't have use of both – full use of both my, my arms. But I would consider myself at least not more accident prone than yourself. I have um, been – in my artwork, I deal a, a lot with cutting and, and stuff because I do a lot of collage work. I've only cut myself once in five years and um, – I think the decision-making is more an issue than the wax itself or the actual ability to open the wax on the bottle because I would not be attempting this um, when I'm semi-buzzed. And what a waste of $46. Mm. This is the beer you start your night off with, even if your pellet's going to be destroyed. Have more of it, but get more enjoyment out of it.
1: All right. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. I don't know. You know, whatever. Or you can just crack them open. If you're fucking half in the bag, dude. Give me a break. Um, Fair enough. Now, I mean, honestly, every, every every bottle share I've ever been to is pretty much that, where you're opening sixty dollar bottles while everybody's <laughs> drunk already. So, uh, welcome to the United States, uh, Tony. But yeah, this sounds good, Tony. I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical. Of the Islay. Islay, 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 Islay. Um, yep. The uh, I've had the Islay um, Bourbon County Stout, Yep. and I fucking hated it. Um, just really disliked it. But I also know people who really like Scotch, who really liked it. Um, and I know people who really like Scotch that also really hated it. But um, this. This, I'm reading this right now, Tony. It's called Black Lung, and it's this is absolute death to me. I uh, I am I have a stomach ache just thinking about drinking this. Beer. Um, now, oh God, uh, oh God.
0: <laughs> Did you notice the uh, second ingredient after ale malt is an ingredient that that homebrewers freak out about, but we're starting to see um, more brewers actually heavy peated use- malt. Yes which is traditionally a, a, mm. a malt that's not used in brewing but used in um, distilled um, scotches and things like that. Um, but we do see it creep more and more into beer. So I'm going to say that this is going to be a stout with a good portion oh, this of...
1: Has a good rating. What? I know. That's... Bro! <laughs> oh, I was like... <laughs> I am so glad you didn't make me untrap this because I would have been buried in the well for the rest of eternity. I would have guessed so wrong.
0: Okay. What, oh, what was the rating, no. What was the ballpark rating you were thinking of and what is its real rating?
1: Oh, well, I was going to read that. I read that and I was like, you know, Tony might like this. People might like it. Uh, like people who are into this type of thing might like it. And I was going to say like 3.2, 3.1. You Quite know? reasonable. It's a 4.17, <laughs> 4.17 for this, with 261 what? check-ins. It, this may- Dude, and all of these are rated about the same. All of these are in the 4.1 range. Is Australian whiskey, are, are people in Australia, do they tend to be more comfortable with, or do they like scotch more consistently? Because our whiskey here is typically bourbon, right? Now Brian likes scotch, and I don't hate scotch. Independently, I just I just don't really love it with the combo of beer and scotch. Just kind of rubs me the wrong way for some reason. Um, but maybe I mean, I guess there's no reason that this has to take like a taste like a tire fire because the Bourbon County one tasted like a tire fire. So <laughs> maybe this tastes good. I mean, it could it could actually taste good. I guess I could be nuts here.
0: Yeah, I I think we have do dude. I think we fall somewhere in between, say, um, a British or European population on Scotch and the American population. Yes, there are a lot of bourbon drinkers, but our bourbon drinkers don't tend to be neat bourbon drinkers. So even if they'll get high, okay. higher quality bourbons, like like even like lower priced, higher quality, I'm thinking like Knob Creek is a good bourbon that I like neat, um, or it's a bourbon right. I like neat, not necessarily a good bourbon. But most people in Australia will drink that with Coke. And so if people get into drinking...
1: Knob Creek, and a, Knob Creek and Coke is fine. I think that's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's- I don't think... Uh, it's not... That's, you, if, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I think Knob Creek and Coke is fine. I think until you get to, like, Eagle Rare, nobody's going to make fun of you for drinking at least... That type of borderline whiskey with a Coke. Maybe Buffalo Trace somebody would pick on you, but I won't.
0: That's yeah. Fine. See, see Buffalo Trace, I know people that would would do that with Coke. But for Scotch, basically once you get above sort of Johnny Walker Red, everybody's drinking that neat. And so that's probably a, a different in culture
1: <laughs> um, between uh- – um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I see, I would drink Black Label, but I would probably still put a drizzle of uh, water in there, or like one ice cube or something. Oh, see, uh, I for Black Label,
0: I I'm not one of these snobs that that doesn't um that thinks that all Scotch shouldn't be put or, or ice should not be put in those drinks. Just use a big ice cube, I think. Climate plays a big part in it. England's yeah. much colder. That's why they have warm beer. They can have warm scotch. Um, but why can't we in warmer climates? Well,
1: I, also don't think, I don't think black label Johnny Walker is really particularly great, <laughs> to be no, fair. No. It feels, like, it feels like I could run a little a, a sip, a quarter ounce of water into it and probably smooth it out a hair. But
0: what I, what I wasn't trying to do is say, when I say Johnny Walker Red, there are, uh, other brands of scotch available in Australia that aren't that priced that far north of Johnny Walker Red that are really designed sure. to be consumed neat, uh, some of the Glenfinnick stuff and and some other stuff that, that's commonly available in Australia isn't that far north of Johnny Walker Red. I wasn't necessarily saying that anything in that line sure. um, would, because Johnny Walker Black is... I just
1: said <laughs> it was a good... Yeah, it it's I sort famously, of, uh, yeah. not famously, but I, did, I did one time uh, uh, on a cruise ship. Boy, that sounds like something that happened <laughs> one million years ago. But I was on a cruise ship with my in law, with my in laws, and my wife. Um, I just wanted to be clear that I did not pay for this, and uh, I um, the the little shitty fucking alcohol store where you buy where you can buy like the duty free <laughs> booze and stuff. They um, they had a tasting of the Johnny Walkers, and you could, and if you could guess which one was which, you got like a f- three fucking hat, or I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> I just wanted three shots of whiskey. Really. So, uh, it was so easy to guess. I don't know why anyone would not be able to tell. I mean, I don't know anything about them, but I was like, okay, so this one's the really sweet one. I think that's blue. And then this one's the one that tastes like total ass. That's red. And the one that's not those is black. (laughs) Nailed it. I mean, it was very easy to get that right.
0: See, for me, um, more than any any other scotch, the um, black has a very, very charcoal taste, not necessarily an oak taste or anything. It has a very, very, um, like just straight up like you've, you've, you've cracked open a Brita filter and you poured that into your glass, then you poured scotch on top of it. That's mm. that's sort of what I get from from Black Label Johnny Walker. Yeah. Um, and yes, they are probably three of the easiest ones to um, to pick apart in within a brand. I will say Australia's um, drinking culture, much like how America is localized around bourbon, ours is localized around rum. So mm. um and especially um a, oh yeah around Bundy of course and all the variants that that pr- band, brand produces. So you've got standard Bundy, you've got overproof which is like 120 proof. Um you've got stuff oh, God. that's in Australian native barrels um which is which is surprisingly nice. Um Bundy Red, it's called, and then you get into their limited edition stuff and that that can run you two or $300 for a bottle, um, sort of single barrel, no different to any other yeah. distilled beverage, well, other than Malort because it doesn't yeah, run into vintages.
1: Yeah. You can get vintage Malort. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, that was half. That's half of uh, a Horace membership. I did want to mention, Tony, just because uh, we're just chatting. It's fine. Um, I, uh, I saw some Starward whiskey on a menu, um, in California at, uh, where we went to dinner. We went to dinner at a place called Campfire and they had Starward Australian whiskey on the menu. And I said, oh, I know that because, uh, we talked about it for one reason or another that, uh, and it's the first time. I've ever remembered us talking about
0: something. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Did you decide to consume that? Because I believe um, one of my hawkers' um, imperial stouts was in one of their barrels. Yeah, you
1: had- I did not. Uh, we didn't get there because uh, we ate pretty quickly and I could detect kind of a hair of anxiety uh, in, the, in, the, in the mood. Uh, gotcha. we were outside still, but it was just like, you know, what's going on with these people over here. And I'm sort of like, all right, let's just, you know, sort of kind of get a move on here. Um <laughs> 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 uh, you, you kind of, you make, make a call with something like that, you know? Um, and I, I don't disagree, although the food was very good. And one, there was one dish that was just a whole head of broccoli roasted over an open flame which sounds stupid, but it tasted wonderful. Um,
0: I think here, here. Um, roasted broccoli, and especially o- over an open fire, super underrated, even cauliflower, yeah. Uh, yeah. two vegetables that often go hand in hand, both need to be um, the majority of the time roasted rather than any other treatment. Um, but let's get on to beers of the week. What has your be- been right, your right. outstanding experience? Yeah, no What have you actually consumed that you've really enjoyed? Uh,
1: Tony, I got to throw out a a new brewery that I haven't really talked about ever and didn't know existed until very recently. It's a brewery called Bergen. Um, Bergen beer in, in um, uh, uh, Carlsbad and a location in Escondido. And if I had to pick one of their beers to highlight, I would say the Carlsbad crush and, their IPAs may very well be the epitome, the exemplar of the style of the what you call the neo West Coast IPA. I think this is; these are uh, nails on exactly what we're looking at when we look at what the neo West Coast IPA is going to be. They are colored like lager; they are Pilsner malt in color, like clear as the uh, as a as a ocean side day um, just you can see uh, you can see every wrinkle in your hand through these beers uh, light and very very light in color um, they I, they range from about five and a half to seven percent and they drink insanely easily and they're very juicy and they are I, again, I would just say this is the best stuff. If you want to get what what is happening in the in San Diego, you know, one of the origin cities of the beer, the craft beer uh, genesis, yeah, uh, get out there because this was this was it, man. And the cool patio, too, cool hang at at Virgin. So Virgin, uh the Carlsbad Crush, the Foreign, the Trivana. Uh, you are on the watch list, my friends. And I say that because I'm only an, I'm an idiot. They've been around for years, probably they had three, they have two tap rooms already. So (laughs) it's not like they're damn, have you guys heard of this? Uh, I'm sure some, you know, lots of other people have, um, our friend, uh, and friend of the show, Frank, um, uh, I don't think he listens to the show, but friend of the show does, uh. Pointed this place out to us, and I think um, I thank him for that because that was excellent beer all around. Um, So shout out to Burgeon. That's my that's my that's my tip top of the week. How about you, Tony?
0: Okay, so I've gone sort of a little bit um, seasonal in my brewing, and I'm going to get you to do some untrapped with this beer. I had Beaster Egg. All right, by Dayton's. It is a, a I don't want to call it a dessert beer, probably a dessert beer, but it's an Easter egg beer. We do a lot of these in Australia. I know of of three breweries that I've got hold of this Easter season Um, because I'm not religious. I'm going to call it a season, Um, and they've all been delicious, but this is probably – So
1: you're not going to Sunday Mass – are you not going to Sunday Mass
0: <laughs> or Easter? Absolutely not. But I'll, I'll read you the description mm. of Beaster Egg and then you can ask mm-hmm. any questions you want and then we'll do the classic untrapped. Right. Uh, an adult right, only chalk caramel Easter egg in a can. Smooth, silky in design to run down the sides of your belly, full of chocolate you have consumed. That is the blurb and that was a blurb on the can. Uh, comes in at 9%. Um, perhaps not as dark as you would think when I say Easter egg beer.
1: So is it this is a stout? Is it a stout?
0: I would just call it a chocolate beer. I wouldn't call it a white stout or anything. It looks more like a brown ale to me when I drank it in colour.
1: And this says chocolate is the only adjunct according to the label.
0: Um... They don't actually give a breakdown on here.
1: I could go to this. Okay, well, they only talk about anyways, right? Yeah. It's only chocolate as yep. being the kind of core. Yep. Um, you know, I'm gonna say something: nine like percent brown ale, Australian beer. I'm not getting. I'm not getting any better at this. Oh, I don't think. But I'm gonna. say It does like have
0: a, lactose. To thicken it.
1: Okay, lactose makes sense. Um. Oh, it sounds good to me. I would probably this is a four or five for me. If, did you if want they made it right? Because I would love this.
0: Did you want me to give my rating? Which of course we all know I rate so much higher than the Australian general public. Yeah, well, I um, rated it at a four point
1: seven five. How's
0: that?
1: Was a, all right, but you and I both know we like more traditional styles of beer too, a little more than the average beer. Um, I'm going to say this comes in around a. 3.83.
0: I'm going to give you that one because you were damn close. <laughs> All right. You were not within a 10th, but you were within an 11th because it's 3.72. Mm. So, yes, you get out of
1: there. Yeah, I thought about going lower. Yeah. Um, yeah. A-, right. a lot of the talk I'm is- I, I, get, I get half the stairs to go up. Yeah, I gotcha.
0: A lot of the talk is it's too sweet, but... um, Or there's too much booze. Like, but I don't understand this too much booze thing. Like, it's not like it's got boozy it's never notes. never been a problem here in the States. Like, this thing had no boozy notes.
1: Two, two, two comments you would rarely hear for a 9% imperial st- uh, brown ale here in the US are uh, too sweet and too boozy. <laughs> 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 I drink this. 15% stout with like fucking uh eight hundred pounds of almond joys in it, you know, whatever. Uh I think this I think this would come in the not sweet enough uh rating in, in the States, but that's just me. Alright, well that sounds super good, Tony. Real quick, I wanna bust out my logger of the week. We love the Griff's Lager of the Week segment. Here it comes. Hit that Tony, uh, like I was saying, my my uh, had a friend of the pod who uh, Frank who picked up from Modern Times. I didn't actually make it down there, but he picked up some Italian style Pilsner for me.
0: Now this is a new from, style that we've never discussed,
1: <laughs> and we've never we've never brought it up. It's it, this is this is way beyond our uh, our understanding. But some Italian style pills from modern times called Oracolo, and it is extremely yummy uh it's getting i mean we should play on trap with this one okay. actually uh, i would love for you to guess uh this right quick we're never going to get under under uh, your target time for the show tony not in a million years uh boracolo <laughs> so uh, yeah well
0: Give me your rating if you remember it off the top of your head before you give the description. so Oracolo.
1: All right, so I gave this a five. (laughs) (laughs) That tells me a lot. This gets a five from Griff. Yeah, this gets a five from Griff. And uh, I loved it. Uh, I'll read you the description. Here you go. It is uh, our latest collab with the homies at Wavefinder and Heater Allen, those are both breweries well-known for making lager, is a crisp and gloriously hoppy Italian-style pills that showcases some extremely choice American-grown hops, Super Saws, and Crystal, specifically, with a supporting cast of classic German hop varieties. Prepare, prepare thy thirst for a thorough smiting. This was brewed in Portland. Okay, so... 981. 981-
0: What's the alcohol percentage on that, baby?
1: It is a 4.8.
0: Okay. Bang on style, not doing anything too alcoholic, so the body sounds good to me. I'm going to come in right where you did. I'm going to come in a fraction higher, 3.84.
1: Oh, I don't know, Tony. You're a couple off. It's uh, actually I'm I, I don't know if I can give you this one. It's a this is this is a shocker. This is a four point
0: zero seven. Wow! No, you can't give me that. I'm too far off there. That is an amazing score for a lager. Um, any lager, Italian lager, it's German fun. lager. Um, that that is a crazy score for a pilsner. Um, that sounds delicious, regardless of it's a score. Banger. I, I like the idea of using crystal um, in a in a lager because I know it was first used yeah, as dude. a as a pale ale hop, but yeah that, that's suited to that dude, new the style.
1: Super saws, the, the super saws was a revelation. I was not as familiar with the super saws, but this was this was so bright uh, and not not citrusy to the point of like, oh, this is IPL. Um, but but it certainly had like a citrus nose on it. It was it was um a little bit of that like grapefruit lime nose on it. It's, it's real good.
0: <laughs> now, qu- question Is Italian style lager just a more um refined version of an IPL?
1: Yes, kind of. Um, it's much, it's lower, it's drier. So if that that counts in the refinement side, of course it does. It is much drier. It's much more attenuated. Um, IPLs tend to be sweeter, fruitier to me. Uh, I guess I think of an IPL as closer to an IPA and I think of an Italian style pills as closer to a German pills, (laughs) um, or a Czech pills. Yep. Um, I think of, I don't. But I do get what you're saying, right? I think there's a it's a bridge between those two that is um, not very far. But the big difference is um, how much they're they're pulling down that sugar, uh, yep. the residual sugar amount, you know.
0: And this is a big thing it's, with it's lagers really that that makes them so hard to judge is that it's all about fractions with lagers, like between a good lager and a bad lager. It's small changes, it's attenuation, it's it's detail, it's it's balance more than it is like bombastic flavours that you get in the majority of ales, whatever style they are, dessert beers, hazies, um, even West Coast, pale ales. There's 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 more splitting of hairs in ales, even when you're not trying in in lagers, sorry, not not um, ales. Um, to actually um, to actually distinguish between good or bad but you've had bad lagers and you and you know why they're bad they're off in balance whether it be hops flavor yeast um, but often it's attenuation and especially on the craft side of things it's when yep when they're not fully attenuated when they when they're sweet bombs they're just super unpleasant to drink and we we're, we're talking a couple of um, gravity points really
1: I could go for some gravity points when I think about it. Uh, all right. Um, Tony, I would like to uh, uh, kick it over to a segment that people love. We are going to do a little April Fool's edition of a segment that we all like and think about all the time. And actually, I think about it all day, every day. It's called Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Dork Shit News. All right, Tony. So, uh, actually, we're going to turn this into a little bit of a fun seg here. Uh, Tony, I have four of today's fucking funniest bullshit from <laughs> April Fool's. Uh, some all-time garbage in here. Uh, every year, breweries love to do little April Fool's bullshit, and all brands, all brands love doing it. Uh, if you've been in the States at all or you follow Twitter or you're as online as my dumbasses you've seen that Volkswagen's been getting yelled at because they said they were going to change their name to Volkswagen with a T, Volts. Um, and then everybody remembered that they had that big emissions scandal last year. <laughs> and then everybody said, why well, was Volkswagen bringing attention to their name? Which, how did they get named again? I wonder how. I uh, uh, wonder who, who did that. And, and so that was a bad idea by them. Would you say it it's a Nazis, if third,
0: third strike or a Third Reich? Whadum, boom.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I think they've hit the third strike. Yeah. Um, uh, so and then we had some some other garbage. Every brand's got to get into it. I mean, I I had uh, you know someone telling me about uh, dentine creating uh, doing the Hidden Valley Ranch gum or something. I'm just like, what is this? Don't worry, your favorite beer brands are getting in on the fun. They love they love this garbage. Uh, what did Donald Trump say? I'll still keep drinking that garbage. Um, so, Tony, I got four of these. Tony, I would love it if you could give me a comedy rating on these. If if you're if you're up for it, does it have uh, to I got be a four comedy of these rating. Little bits here.
0: Can it just be a rating in general? Because there are some that I really yeah. enjoy because of perhaps their artwork and perhaps what surrounds them. Um, that I think rate higher than just a pure comedy yep. bit. So I'm I'm going to adjust them, perhaps slightly upward, not just based on laughs. I think okay. Part of part of under, April Fools' is the absurdity. of it.
1: overall. Yeah, their cultural impact. How about that? But of course you will have to rate it on the untapped rating of bottle caps. And we will assume that you do not have the uh, premium membership, so you are stuck rating on the quarters yep. scale. Sorry, Tony, you didn't call for the dough, so you gotta you gotta do the four point two. And honestly, it's better because I'm so sick of rating on a tenth scale. I fucking hate it. <laughs> um Hey, check it out, motorcycle. Do you guys hear that? I hope so. Yep. All right. Um Yep. We love it. All right, first up is my one of my favorite breweries, Tony. I love these guys. This is a gang over at Mickler Beer in Denmark, and they came out today, April on April first. Is it a fool? I don't know. Let's find out uh, with a beer called the COVID Away Ale. Uh, Tony, I'm going to read you a little bit of the little bit here they got in the uh, Instagram. Uh, It says, uh, we have always prided ourselves with being on the forefront of innovation. And dare we say it, we have done it again. Mickler is proud to announce that we will be producing the first beers in the world containing COVID-19 antibodies. The beer has been brewed by the Danish government as a way of boosting the national vaccine program. Since the outbreak, we have been tasked with this secret assignment, and we are stoked to announce the full rollout of COVID away ale. Starting today, when drinking six draft COVID away ale, you will achieve a level of antibodies that will make you immune to COVID-19 for 24 hours. You to drink six of them. So, Tony, there's some other stuff in there. Now, there is – well, I'm just going to leave it right there because not everybody (laughs) knows whatever the situation is in Denmark. I don't know it that well, being as such, I don't live there. But, uh, Tony – what do you think of this one? Give me give me your kind of you don't have to just spit out a number. What do you what do you kind of feel about this uh, this this gag they got going?
0: I feel like their blurb sort of betrayed the the can art that they used. The can art was ridiculous. I yep. love it. The, the the drawing was terrible in a perfectly terrible kind of way.
1: The thing I really tenere, love it the tenure washing the little coronavirus yep yep
0: the thing i really love about this is the color scheme the the drawing as i said but also the warning that comes directly under it um that they didn't have any part of but that gets extra points for me so i'm not sure whether you're getting it on your instagram but i get a visit the COVID nineteen information center for more vaccine oh, yeah. resources. I think that's amazing. That oh that... no, that
1: gets automatically added if you mention COVID. It yes. gets dumped into your Instagram, yeah.
0: Yep. And and that adds yep. points for me. Um I I know they had nothing to do with it, but that does that does add points. Um as I said, the can art is amazing, the description that lets them down. So all in all Going by how I rate on untapped, this is a 3.75. This is good joke, won't be coming back to you, won't be sharing with anybody, but I'm not offended by taking my time to read this.
1: Yeah, I wasn't as offended. I was a little worried when I saw this. I was like, oh, boy, what are we doing? Is this a good idea? A lot of people did die of this disease um but it wasn't too bad and i also know that um in scandinavia in notably in now denmark's done you know for better or worse i don't know they've kind of gone back and forth i think a lot of countries there sort of were successful in the beginning and then failed (laughs) as time went on um and started doing the thing we do, where all the all every message is conflicting and nothing makes sense, and you're just making people more and more angry. Um, and uh, I think they're probably frustrated by that. Uh, Mickler has survived it in relatively capable condition. I'm sure they have a lot of investors and stuff, so that's probably helping. But
0: but can't um, we so make this fun one, of these? I, I'm we're not making fun of people. Nobody oh, can seri- yeah. can take this seriously. I don't see how anybody could be confused with it. It's it's a harmless gag on a deadly subject. It's yeah, it's, I,
1: I agree. Yeah,
0: it's it's not sort of one of those. I think people- sorry, we got a bit of lag today, so. That's why we're we're having to uh, <laughs> chop and change because I end a sentence and then it takes yeah, worry, half an Tony, hour to let it
1: all out. It's all away. Okay. Don't worry, Tony's <laughs> gonna clean all this up. No nope. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, I think. Uh, I think uh, the problem is that uh, I, I my fear for Mickler is that they will get uh, the beer police love coming after Mickler. Um, because he is, uh, I don't know, Miko and, and that crew right, are a little controversial just because they're big, right? They've grown in sort of a unique way. They work with investors. They work with other companies to sort of grow their brand um, for better or worse, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say that's good or bad or what, but they do it. Um, but they're targets, right? So, you know, do the good beer huntings and those guys come after them for something like this. I'm sure they'd love to. Um and say, hey, this isn't funny. All these people died, and it is not funny that all that a lot of people um, have gotten sick, and 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 you know, every nation in the world has been essentially totally nonchalant about it. But I guess what I would also say is, the beer company is not going to save you either. So um, it's a it's a bit, and uh, it's fine. It's an okay bit.
0: <laughs> yes, fine.
1: It's fine. It gets a it's a it's a three and a half star bit. You're exactly right. Uh, all right. Next up, this one's a little more freewheeling, little little lighthearted. Uh, this one is from the gang over at Funky Buddha, a enterprise of Constellation Brands. Yeah, what? Uh, cool. The guys who make Corona. Um, all right, Funky Buddha. Uh, Funky Buddha dropping their new hard seltzer flavor. What is their new hard seltzer flavor? Tony, what do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be mango? Is it going to be pink lemonade? Is it going to be guava? What's another fruit in Florida? Tony, coconut, uh, <laughs> no. sour sauce, uh, 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 orange, uh, fuck you. No, it's not. It's going to be everything but the bagel. Everything but the bagel flavor, huh? It's uh, everything but the bagel flavor seltzer, Tony. Uh, are you familiar with an everything bagel? Is that something you even know what I'm talking about when I say
0: absolutely? I love an everything bagel, they are my bagel of choice. Is an everything bagel with its it's um, now this is a hard seltzer that needs to have hops in it but it needs to have the hops from 120-minute IPA in it to get that garlic, get that onion, which are traditional as part of the toppings on an everything bagel. This, to me, I want this. I'm not saying it's good, but I want somebody to make this.
1: This is combining a few things, Tony. This is a mix of Trader Joe's and Florida... The people who live in Florida, you know, and um, just bagel shit—I don't know—but Trader Joe's uh, has a seasoning that they came out with a handful of years ago that's just called Everything But the Bagel seasoning. So it's just okay. all that crap—the sesame, the poppy, the gar- little garlic bits, um, little onion—that's uh, all in the Everything Bagel seasoning, and you could just put it on roasted vegetables. And or you put it on some vegetables, roast them up in the oven, and you would get like a cool toasted sesame flavor, you know, and, and stuff because it was a good seasoning uh, to have on your, on your vegetables. That's what I would do. Um, or you could do it in, in a fake seltzer like this. So uh, you just dump that stuff in here. Uh, here's what Funky Buddha had to say about it. We're stoked to introduce our newest seltzer flavor, everything but the bagel. This unique seltzer is seasoned with notes of sea salt, garlic, onion, and sesame, all there is to love about an everything bagel packed into a bubbly breast bevy that won't weigh you down. Stay tuned for more details. Now, I will say, Tony, one bagel is the equivalent of eating like six slices of bread. <laughs> so is it healthier to drink a 4.5% 90-calorie Funky Buddha everything but the bagel-flavored seltzer? Maybe. Maybe.
0: Absolutely. That, there's not even any doubt. One gram of carbs, 90 calories, 4.5% alcohol, zero grams of sugar with the asterisks. I, I like this gag. I Points get deducted because of stay tuned for more details. If you want people to get sucked in on April Fool's, you don't put that because you would never put that with anything that you're releasing. So point deduction for that. I actually think the the graphics department had more fun with this than the the PR or marketing departments did. This is purely led by the graphics team um, but I still like it. this is a four for me um, I All enjoy right. it be, because it's grounded enough where I think, man I know it's going to be shit but I want some
1: so this hits the target it hits the target yep I, I agree I agree. All right, good for you, Funky Buddha. All right, next up, here you go. This is from uh, El Segundo, El Segundo in California, and uh, they've got a a new seltzer to Tony. This one's called Steve Austin's. Now, you know Steve Austin, don't you? Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Absolutely, I know who Stone Cold is. 316. Well,
1: this is his... Broken Skull Hard Seltzer with Bananas. 3.16 alcohol by volume. Man, that's hard. That's what he says. It's the best. So here's what uh, El Segundo has to say about this. It's the best damn banana seltzer in America. Uh, 3.16% hard seltzer with delicious bananas. With the temperatures rising, what better way to cool off than with the hardest Seltzer around, great for sharing with your friends at the beach or alone in a rocking chair in quiet reflection. There ain't no laws when your claws are holding a seltzer this hard. Steve Austin, Broken Skull Hard Seltzer truly is a stunningly crushable carbonated beverage. Beverage, beverage. Lincoln Bio. <laughs> and uh, now they. Now I will say that El Segundo does do. A, stone, a Steve Austin beer, uh, and honestly, sometimes I am looking at this and trying to figure out if this is fake or not, but I do think it's fake. Absolutely, this is fake. A um,
0: couple of things that tip me off all right, that's is the 3.16. Okay, Steve Austin 3.16, we all know that. But the big thing that tips me off is the background used in this. This is pure stock photo in sort of i stock uh, yeah. photo first result. When when you type in people sunset partying, that's your first result that comes up. So marks off for the art. Um, I think this is something that would have worked when, when Stone Cold was actually a pop culture icon for for the seltzer generation. I think we're older than the seltzer generation. Um I think Right. So right. yep, th- th- true. this is working to a demographic that's older, um, with a product that's that's for the younger people. Their description is fine. This this is fine, I suppose. Three point five.
1: Mm. A three point five. Uh, now there is I, I think I mentioned I was saying there is a Stone Cold IPA that's El Segundo makes. I've had it; it's fine. Um, eh, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't really. This doesn't ring with me. I think you're right. I think that's about 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 on the on the dot. There's just not a lot to it. All right, last one, Tony. Last one before we play a fun game. Uh, This one is from the gang, our our subsidiary, our owners over at the Bud Light Seltzer crew. It is the thing you've always wanted. We've been dreaming of. The combo of our two podcasts, or they don't have a podcast. Our podcast, Two Bits of Drinking Bud Light Seltzer and Loving Mamma Mia Pizza Ale. It's the Bud Light Seltzer. Pizza,
0: pizza series. Not just pizza. This is not.
1: So you have four pizza seltzers, uh, veggie, anchovy, extra cheese, and pepperoni. Uh, yep, it's the Bud Light Seltzer Pizza Edition Pizza Pack Pizza Party. And, uh, I mean, speaking of a graphics team getting excited, this, I think, takes the cake right here.
0: Absolutely, because they went above and beyond. It wasn't just individual packaging, individual cans. They went to the the trouble, even though you can tell that they haven't sized it correctly, they did go to the trouble of creating <laughs> a box for their 12-pack, which is three of each. Yeah. Um, This is something that desperately needs to be real. This is something that desperately needs to be terrible. But knowing Bud Light Salsa, it'll find a way to be amazing. Um, They didn't, at least on the Facebook um, page that I see, didn't overwrite with text, didn't go above and beyond what they would normally do for a product release. Um, their, Their branding on it is is true to Bud Light, um, and they they stuck with their taglines. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. Nobody's tried a pizza hard seltzer, but, man, I want to now, and I want it to be made by Bud. This is a 4.75. Props to DJ Khaled.
1: Nice. DJ Khaled, uh, what a win for him. Uh, this is a good one. I love the comments. I am dying in the comments. Frankie Montague says, if they were actually creative, they would have released a limited amount and donated the money to charity. Just can't can't get enough out of posting on the Bud Light Facebook because they're reading it for sure. Um, here's somebody. I really hope this is an early April Fool's joke. Boy, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, can't be much worse than the garbage ass platinum seltzers Bud Light released. Tastes like an onion stuffed in a butthole. Hey, 120 minutes doesn't <laughs> taste that bad. Can you need a break? Uh, um, there was a line Bud Light, and you crossed. Who is doing this? Who is posting in here? Is there is that what people do they just go on Bud Light's fucking Instagram or Facebook and post? 13, I really pe- love the turkey and gravy you offered at Thanksgiving.
0: 13,000 people have bothered to actually reply to this. I'm sure a, a vast majority of them are tagging a friend in the comments, but still.
1: How did. No. Pe- no. Wow. No. Uh, <laughs> when the Ninja Turtles have a party. I will buy this if it actually comes out. That's not worth posting. <laughs> uh, uh, I want more lime, cranberry lime, orange lime, and watermelon lime. What does that have to do with anything? Give me a break. We got to stop. I got to stop reading this. Don't post. Don't post on there. All right. Tony, that's pretty good. Those are the four bits I found. So you like Bud Light Seltzer. This is the best. Absolutely. Uh, you get Funky Buddha with the Everything Bagel second place. Uh, Mickler gets third, and then the El Segundo Broken Skull is the fourth one. Does that sound about right, ranking yes, wise?
0: It does. Yep. That's how I have it.
1: All right. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. All right, Tony. One last little April Fool's bit we've got for you. Uh, I know we played this or that last week, but we're doing it again. We're going to play this or that again. We don't have a drop for this or that, but just imagine we have one and it's here. Uh, perfect. A, a, another edition. Oh. Another edition of this or that. Um, very good. <laughs> this, this is called, uh, Tony, this one I call April Fools or Fool's Errand. Gotcha. Uh Tony, this is gonna be a fun one, I think. Uh I've got ten beers here. Five of them were invented by breweries for April Fools in the past. Five of them were invented by breweries to drink, for you to drink and buy.
0: <laughs> this is gonna be tough. I can tell you that much. This is gonna be near yeah. impossible.
1: Oh, we'll see. I don't know, maybe. Um so I'm not going to, what I'm not going to tell you, Tony, is what brewery it is. Because if I give you the name of the brewery, it will be far too obvious. Fair enough. I'm going to tell you the name of the beer and what the beer is. And uh, then you have to tell me if this beer was an April Fool's or is it a fool's errand because nobody's going to drink this shit. Um. So I got 10 here. Here we go. Here's the first one I'm going to give you. This one is called the Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. And here's the description of the Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. This is a, a foreign-style stout made with uh, uh, malt, grain, hops, and freshly sliced and roasted bull testicles, a.k.a. Rocky Rocky. Mountain Oysters. Um, I don't see what flavor... It says deep flavors of chocolate, coffee, and nuts. That's what they said.
0: Okay, the description sounds jokey to me, which pushes me further to what I was thinking. I don't see what the Rocky... Mountain oysters actually give to the beer as opposed to a real oyster, which gives a salty brininess. I'm going to say this was a joke,
1: Tony. This is real, Tony. Oh. This has 7,300 almost 7,400 check-ins me. on Untapped. It's from Wincoop Wincoop Brewing Company, Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Uh, it has three balls per barrel, is what they say in it. Um,
0: so this is sliced some,
1: Rocky Mountain oysters.
0: So this is some naturopathy bullshit where there's not enough Rocky Mouse Mountain oysters to do anything at all to the flavor.
1: I can't imagine the that the meat. They're sli- freshly sliced and roasted bull testicles. Yeah, I don't mm. know what that adds to it. You know, you know, uh, uh, organs like that tend to actually have pretty muted flavour, I find. Yes, You know,
0: they need a lot of sauce. That's why they're suited to, to soups and stews, not only to break them down but also to give them flavour. What was the rating on this, did we say?
1: Oh, what is the rating on it? Uh, the rating is 3.66 on the 7.5% foreign extra stout, foreign export stout.
0: Sounds like it's Rocky just,
1: a, noise here, Seth,
0: 3. 6. just a good version of one R- of those. Run of the
1: mill. Run of the mill, yep. All right, Oh, for 1 for Tony. Uh, let me just uh, turn that red. Very good. All right. Here's your next one. This one's called uh, Turnt Ends. Turnt Ends. Uh, turnt Ends. Good oh boy. <laughs> no problems here. Turn to ends uh, is a beer with. Oh, come on. Why? Oh, god. I don't know why. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tony right. will cut this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, turn to ends. All right. Turn to ends is a. Brown brown ale with brown sugar, sea salt, garlic, tangy white vinegar, and black pepper for kettle additions to provide just enough balance to the sugary sweetness. This is a beer, Tony, that is modeled after the Kansas City Burnt Ends. A, uh, are you familiar with Burnt Ends, Tony? I am. In barbecue? Yes. World?
0: Taking the okay, tri-tip yeah. and then obliterating them, essentially, with more flavor and more charness, and more flavour, and more charnas.
1: When yes. pouring uh, your first glass of turnt ends, expect bright notes of garden-fresh tomatoes, spicy black pepper, soy sauce, and gobs of hickory white oak smoke to leap from your tulip with a dark, deep garnet and mahogany hue.
0: See, I don't um, know whether you were having problems with your document or with untapped, so... This is really confusing,
1: but I didn't invent any of these beers. Okay,
0: now I know you love a good tulip glass, so if you were going to write these and invent these, that would be a dead giveaway. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually think this has enough ideas for it to be a credible beer, which means I think it's an April Fool. I think this is a fool, not. I think this is an Aaron. Sorry. This is an Aaron.
1: You think this was a real beer? Oh, sorry.
0: Made? I, this is a joke, not an Aaron. This is a joke. You think
1: it's a fake beer? You yes.
0: Think it's a beer.
1: I think this... You're right, Tony. It's yep. an April beer. This was made up by the guys over at Boulevard uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, it looks like a, a bloody beer, if you've ever seen that, like a... Like a uh, it looks like a Caesar or a Bloody Mary or something like that. Just, it looks like tomato juice. Um, but yeah, that was fake. That was an April Fool's joke. They made that up. It's not real. Um, here's your next one. You're going to like this one, I think. This might be your favorite one. <laughs> uh, this one is called, and this one's a little bit of a giveaway, so whatever. It's just funny Dragon's Milk Reserve Pizza. Dragon's Milk Reserve, the next Dragon's Milk Reserve is finally here with basil, sun-dried tomato, and a small amount of lactose sugar for a creamier body. (laughs) Dragon's Milk Reserve pizza, bring two of our favorite things together, enjoy cold or warmed up. It's good at any temperature.
0: The warm-up is, is to me, what I think is a giveaway. I like the idea of it that this is a joke.
1: That is a joke. You're right. I just like Dragon's Milk Reserve pizza. I think that was really funny. I wish they made it. (laughs) I wish they made it uh, so I can compare it to the mommy Mia pizza beer. All right, next up. All right, you're two for three. Pretty good. Here we go. Next up is the Fifty Shades of Green. Fifty Shades of Green. This beer uh, is a beer that claims to make you better in the bedroom, Tony. Oh, we're all horny and we're drinking beer. Oh my God. All right. This is from innocent gun and it is a performance enhancing pale ale. Uh, it uses ginking, ginking ginseng, ginkgo biloba and Damiana to achieve a playtime trifecta, increased sexual desire, blood flow, and nerve stimulation.
0: See, I think this is a joke. Um, I, I don't think this is real. purely based on a beer documentary I saw where somebody was trying to get a beer called Moonshot into bars where it had mm-hmm. caffeine, but I know it was outlawed in America. I don't imagine Britain would be far behind on that um sort of ban of stimulants so i don't think stimulants can go in beer so i'm going to say no hard on big joke haha
1: tony this beer is real uh it is by innocent It is actually a beer by innocent gun um 50 shades of green It i don't think it'll make you horny but uh if you're convinced that Drinking a tiny amount of fermented out ginkgo will make you horny. Then go for it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but that one is real. Two for four for Tony. Next up, oh, here's a, here's one that you're going to like. This one's called Height. This one's called Gesundheit. It is a 6.4% Hefeweizen breed with fresh Georgia pollen. Okay. And it also used locally sourced ragweed as an adjunct grain in the malt bill and is touted as adding a woody sweetness.
0: This is a fool's this is called a errand. Hunt. Fool's you errand.
1: You think this is real?
0: I think this is real.
1: This is fake, Tony. Uh. This is fake. Terrapin Gasunite terrapin is fake. Pollen and ragweed are allergens. They dumped a bunch of, and they fake jumped a bunch of allergens in there. Um, it did not actually do that. It's fake. Uh, that one was made up. 6.4% uh, Hefeweizen. I mean, give me a break, right? Um, that one's fake. Two for five. Here's your next one. Let's go back into the meat. The meat realm. This one's called Pepper Steak Porter. Pepper Steak Porter. It says, meat, beer, together at last. Pepper Steak Porter is the ultimate ode to meat lovers. Uh, Cherry wood, smoked malt, and black peppercorns blend together for an extreme beer experience. Unleash the meat.
0: I know some people that have put a bunch of meat in their beers. So that doesn't automatically put me off saying that this is a joke. But the unleash the meat thing at the end, if you didn't tag that, that says to me that it could be a joke. So I'm going to go joke. Joke.
1: Joke. Tony, this one's real. Oh, no. Uh, Pepper steak order is real. uh it is uh by brew cult brewing um what didn't well what didn't mention or what you might have noticed is i did not mention that there is any meat in it and there is not any meat. In <sighs> it. it is cherrywood smoked malt and black pepper blend together for an extreme beer and then it just says unleash the meat. So uh no meat no meat whatsoever just a picture of meat on there so uh 3.62 on that beer, by the way, from Brew Cult. Brew Cult, I'm not familiar with as a brewery. They're in Dandenong, Victoria, Australia.
0: Oh, Dandenong.
1: Are you familiar with that place? Dandenong.
0: Dandenong is a town that has been absorbed by Melbourne. Well, a city that's been absorbed by Melbourne. You probably are familiar with this in Chicago no. where you had other cities that have been absorbed by the greater Chicago area. Nong is one of those towns um, or cities, and it has kind of a rough um, rough vibe to it these days oh, sure. or a rough reputation. But it's a reasonable-sized city before it was swallowed up by Melbourne as it ever expanded.
1: There you go. All right, you're having a hard time with the real ones, Tony. I think Absolutely. you just think a lot of them are fake. <laughs> Um, here's the next one. This one's called the White Truffle Wit. Uh, the White Truffle Wit is available in 22-ounce bottles. Our brewmaster, Mark, will be overseeing the truffle hunting while he's in Italy brewing with Biraficio Del Ducato. Uh, this is the White Truffle Wit. Um, I feel like I had more on this. As you can't tell, I didn't... Uh, uh, I. Probably didn't spend enough time on this game. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so this is the White Truffle Wit. It's a wit beer with white truffles uh, from uh, Abita Brewing. I'm, I'm and gonna... uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, Tony, it's fake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this makes no sense at all. Why would you put that in a wit beer? Forget about the cost. Gross. Yeah.
1: It's fake and it's not even funny, so I don't know why I picked it. Uh, That gets a big fat fake from me. Nice one, Tony. Good job. Way to go. Uh, Tony's got three right because I gave him that one. Nice job. I would have got that one. You got three left. Yeah, you got that one. It's fine. Uh, This one's pretty good, too. This one's from, uh, this one's called Salsa Verde. Roasted hatch chili peppers and lime infuse this limited release with a zesty kick. Uh, also attending the fiesta are tomatillos uh, and cilantro. Uh, this is from a Texas brewery, just as a tip, and uh, it has a full body, blonde malt, providing a great counterbalance for this intense rush of flavor. Salsa verde. Uh, are you, you? I'm sure you, yeah. you've had salsa verde, Tony. I like love green- it green salsa yeah that's what this is salsa verde um beer this, this is Blondale.
0: this is real makes sense
1: it is real it sounds nasty to me i think mean, it sounds horrible
0: i'm not saying it's good it just makes sense if you're going to put any of those ingredients in a beer it's going to be a Blondale. ale
1: yeah you're right good guess that's right it's from the martin house guys who Did the wing beer and the ranch beer, too, so makes sense. All right. My game's falling apart. All right, here we go. (laughs) Next up, this one's called – you're going to like this one. This is going to be a good one. This one's called Sunday Morning Scissorp. (laughs) Sunday Morning Scissorp. We got you here, Tony. You're never going to figure this out. This one is an American imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee, promethazine, codeine cough syrup, Sprite, and grape Jolly Ranchers. What do you think?
0: I think this is real.
1: (laughs) No, of course this is fake. Shut up. (laughs) I didn't even look at the ingredients that were on it when I picked it. I was like, that's so stupid. And I started reading it. Promethazine and codeine cough zero and Sprite.
0: Uh, good stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's fake, Tony. Good guess. Um, I don't know how many of you have. Now, uh two, three, one. Nine. You're five. You're five for nine. Last one. Oh, this one's one's a favorite of mine. I love this one. All right. This one's called Pissner, Tony. (laughs) Pissner. It's not the cleanest of water that is passed from the guests at Denmark's largest music festival, but it is actually great fertilizer. So instead of being a problem for the festival... Danish farmers have been collected and used the urine to fertilize the barley fields. The result is Pistner, the most well-tasting circulation the world has tasted. It's an unfiltered lager, uh, with that 5% with ecological hops and Pilsner malt.
0: This is real. Pistner. I, I could imagine these left wing con- commies doing this. This is real.
1: Tony, you're right. Pissner is real. Uh, and there is, I did, as you know, I do love getting on untapped and on Google and typing, you know, booby and pee and poo poo. And I did that. Um, there is a poo poo beer too. So we got a pee beer and a poo poo beer. I didn't do the poo poo beer. Uh, stone made the poo poo beer, uh, that was made with sewage, um, or something or whatever. I don't remember. Um, but that's pretty good that you got six for ten, Tony. Even though I pretty much gave you two of them because one of them had drugs in it, and one of them I just didn't know the answer. So uh, uh, we'll 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 say you've passed you've passed the ultimate test of April Fool's jokes um, by knowing that promethazine and and um, codeine white truffles are not. Oh yeah, yeah and codeine and shit is not going to be. Uh, perfect, uh, Tony another banger of a game for you right there. Oh, I wouldn't go uh, that you gotta far. love it.
0: <laughs> Would not go that far to say a banger.
1: Yeah. No, maybe it's not quite a banger, but we did like talking about drugs and PP. So, uh, I think that's, I think that's all we have to give people. And we didn't come in anywhere close to an hour. Very good. Uh, Tony, you got any final thoughts for the gang? Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta tell people where they can find us, Tony. Yeah. So we gotta do. Um Beer Engine Here's some place where you guys can find
0: us. Would be one yeah, of
1: the You can email us. Why don't you email us at uh, BeerEngineShow at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram, Beer Engine Pod. Check us out on Twitter, Beer Engine Pod also. Uh, and get on our Discord before our first anniversary hang next week. Uh, we're going to be chilling on the internet, chilling on the Discord, playing some video games, screen around on there. Uh, just DM us on Instagram or ping us uh, uh, on our email. Just slide and, into uh, our Tony, DMs. Can they, I think people could see us on Untapped too. You got an Untapped address for us? I do.
0: You can find Griff at Griff AD on Untapped or I'm St. Moz on Untapped.
1: Perfect. Wow, another another flawless episode of, of content. Uh, no technological issues whatsoever and no, uh, and really no problems with the, the quality of the, the discussion. I, I would say so. Uh, Tony, anything else?
0: Um, just want to let people know that we've had a few tech issues during the podcast. I will not be editing this um, if you've suffered through any of our <laughs> shows in the past. Not that big a drop in quality. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get back on my hotspot or whatever again. That's cool. All right, thanks everyone. Later.